supported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Good evening. Hey, good evening. Welcome to the Chris and Nina Real Estate Podcast. Um, Nina is out of the country. She's on a private plane going to an island somewhere. So I'm holding it down with Robert, one of Five Boroughs' top agents. How you doing, Robert? Good, Chris. Good to have All you, right. man. All right, man. How many properties do you list today? Let us know. Uh, nothing today, but we did a $4 million listing yesterday. Okay. Uh, signed, which is pretty cool. Thank okay. God. Yeah. We always working over here. Always working. Nina ain't on an island. She's working on buying an island, right? You know? 100%. So, you know, so that's, that's how we roll. But anyway, um, yeah. So how's it been? Uh, good. You know, just trying to get as many listings this year as possible. Uh, trying to focus on the commercial side of real estate, I guess the bigger transactions like in Bushwick, uh, I know we're dabbling in Williamsburg. We're dabbling in like the hotter areas, just trying to work with the same people on bigger dollar amount transactions. So when you're not closing deals, when you're not listing houses, when you're not showing homes, what do you like to do? Uh, I like movies, TV shows. I'm a big fan of Call of Duty. Okay. I I love love getting home sometimes, uh, kicking off my shoes and just playing PlayStation. You know, mm. I think that's a great pastime. You have a PS5? I have a PS5, man. I love oh, it. Okay, my son would love to hang out with you. We need to set it up. We yeah, gotta he's do a, it. He's a gamer. I'm not a gamer. I, I I lost that. I lost that when I hit fatherhood. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, still, I know a lot of people that play. Uh, it's it's very cool, even with yeah. your son and stuff. I know, and it's cool when you're on an open house and nobody's there. You just bring. <laughs> yeah, too <laughs> bring, much money bring, on the game. Bring something on the game to, to kill a little bit of time before uh the open houses really get started. Um, so yeah, what brings you like? So you've been, you were here much longer than me, right? So like, were you like Nina's first agent or you uh, like the original gangster here? Like, what, what, what is it? I wasn't Nina's first agent. I mean, before even me, like Nina was killing it in the business. So like, I heard a lot about her, like her reputation. Like she is like the short sale queen. Like she does a lot of foreclosures around Brooklyn. So I was brought in by a mutual friend. Um, and like i didn't make money my first year in real estate so that was like a very big thing like i always tell everybody like now i'm closing deals but that's like because i came to nina's company right and the second i came to nina's company like i started closing deals i i'm a very good listing agent like i could sign anybody up i could confidently say that he definitely i i i back that 125 percent yeah yeah you're very 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 good at that very um was it something that changed when you came here or were you always that good before you got here? Like, 
did, did, did some did a light did a switch go on when you when you came to Fiberl or no like you're also very good I like being around other good people I think mm. like if we have like solid people like you like Nina like Rifka upstairs uh like Ray like Victor like we have a solid team where yeah. everybody is chasing after a certain goal like we're we're a money hungry company like we're obsessed about closing deals we it's not so much about the dollar sign as much as the feeling of closing a deal. Like every right. deal is like a puzzle. Right. Putting it together is so much more satisfying than the dollar, dollar sign. Itself. But that also helps, you know? It's yeah, staying it does. pretty good checks along with the, with the love of the game. It does. When you're going foreign car shopping, <laughs> you know, Rolex shopping, it's a great feeling. But that's the, that's the pretty side. But for me, and I think for you too also, is when you are helping someone to transition from one house to another or for them to relocate their family, um, nine times out of 10, yes, the money is so good when you get it. But what's even better is when you help someone in need or help someone uh, with a difficult sale, there's no greater feeling. And we come together as a team, right? Like, it's not like... It's not like you come to Five Borough and it's like, it's mine, it's mine. Like you come, we come together and, and, and we just like, hey, what can we do to get this sold? And everything winds up working out that way. I agree with you. Yeah, so that's, that's you know. Um, I remember when I met you, I wasn't even in Five Borough. I was just at, uh, when Nina had a, a, a Christmas dinner. No, was it Christmas or was it? Uh, a holiday dinner. The Williamsburg what, Hotel. No, no, that wasn't. Um, it was in Manhattan. Mocaret. Yes. Yeah, in Manhattan, and and she came, and uh, man, that was a while. And it was like a whole other team of people at that time. That was a vibe. That was that was when the restaurant first opened. She took us to oh. six spot in Midtown. Yeah, yeah it was in Midtown. Yeah, sat down with some investors, developers, a few hard money lenders, and. I mean, we still do business with a lot of those people, and it's like good relationships, yeah. and good food, and we have to go back there. We have to. We have months. to. She had the whole restaurant. Like it was just everybody. Yeah. It was like a. It was like going to like a real estate networking event, because some people like I wasn't. I was with a different real estate company at that time, but um, when she had that, but when she when she had that event, but I was looking to cross over, and I did the next year. Okay. Last year. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah. Last year. Um, and it's funny working with, it's funny working with Nina cause I can never really be mad at her. <laughs> she has like this gift that like when she does something and she knows, she just knows how to disarm your anger or whatever, without even apologizing, but her actions are just so honest and just great that I just can't stay mad at her. Like, I'm like, okay, oh, well, I, 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 I won't talk to you about that time. <laughs> Let's just she butters she, she butters she's, the bread really good. she does a lot of deals so sometimes yes. it gets overwhelming uh if you're like there's a saying in real estate yeah the it's an easy job if you don't close deals but in our company me yeah. and you were always closing deals, deals. So it's the hardest the hard job, job in the world like we take people's headaches on listen men if you're out there and you're dating a woman and her car if she has her gym clothes if she has a bunch of papers, you're dating a broker. <laughs> I have never met a broker and uh, mostly women where their car is a locker. And it's just full of not clothing, though, but like just 
for sale signs, <laughs> deal sheets, everything. Nina, Nina Carr is a one-stop shop because she just, she does do a lot. But, and that's why today's topic, we're going to talk about time management because when you do a lot, how do you organize? How do you, how do you prepare for success so that you don't, you, you, you don't, you let everything in balance, you live with everything in balance so that you could be successful because one mistake can cost you thousands of dollars and a mistake could be a simple phone call. And Nina hit me today and said, make sure you let them know that people have to be on top of their phone calls. You know, you have to check in, you have to, but we're going to get to that on the second half. But yeah, so Nina, Nina, like, um, it's very interesting meeting. I met her as soon as she had the twins. Okay. Like literally she was in the hospital, like the week before, (laughs) like she literally just came. I said, what are you doing here? Like she is nonstop busy, but it's her life passion to help people and that in that situation was a foreclosure I met her on so we really had to work together to help that woman um relocate from that home and that's how I met her with foreclosures we were talking about it upstairs you guys are like psychologists to these clients you have to be because um if you think buying a home is difficult imagine being forced out of your home you know I I had one woman that um she lived in her home for 62 years. And the hardest part is figuring out where what's next for her. Like the house she grew up, she took over and she lives in. And it's not in foreclosure because she couldn't afford it or she could that, that that's actually that's a part of it. But then there's also like siblings on the home. So it's just it just becomes so complicated to um, get out, get her out of that situation, but also resolve the situation because there's siblings that don't live in New York. And it's just like every foreclosure, there's some complications. It's never just about, um, the mortgage, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's other factors that play a part into why people are in foreclosure or why they're still in that home and they haven't moved. Your your forte is commercial, right? Or what, what is uh, residential and commercial? I like dealing with people in like good positions in life to where I like being an investment broker. Mm-hmm. And like I, you guys do very good in foreclosures. You guys make right. a lot of money. Power to you. Right. I like dealing, being an investment broker, dealing with people who want to do ten thirty one exchanges. Gotcha. Who have a couple of properties to where they know exactly what they want. They're telling me I want six to 20 units in Bushwick. Find me this, find me only retail. I don't deal with multifamily. Like I have a doctor who Mm. only buys above Church Avenue, anything on Utica above Church Avenue, retail, send it to me, I'll buy it. Or the average like luxury home. I like dealing with customers that are repeat business to where it's it's just, I like to learn from my clients. I'm young. So yes. I feel like these yes. people who have already made it in life and are big shots, like working with them, I'll do it for free to learn from them and just to, to speak with them. I, I really love it. I mean, my clients are teaching me everything I, I am today and everything I'm doing. And it's thank God to them trusting me. But I do deliver. But it's also I learn so much from them. So, so what's the most exciting aspect of the business for you besides the money? 
uh getting going on the listing appointment and seeing if i can sign it and exactly how much i can sign them for um i love that i i love going on listing appointments and signing people up um that's like my my thing and i'm very very good at getting people to put pen to paper and um closings nina's very very good at like right. nina's very good at wrapping up closings Tying i mean i'm up. still working on that but she that you learn by doing deals like you're never going to learn like the little things by not doing deals like nina's very good at so many little things that come up and like honestly teamwork dude so i love just bringing yeah. in the deals to the company finding good deals and then closings like i work with nina and you know what else is awesome i love in this business when you get a referral like when you do such a great job that your client calls you and refers you to somebody else and they come they come with you with something that you didn't even like you wake up and you don't even realize that you're about to be blessed like that's some days just be so awesome that way right like yeah. like we're just like listings fall from the sky <laughs> you know it's just it's, it's it's amazing when you get those days but in order to get those days you have to go through the days when you don't have that and that's why i said time management and how we work. Um, do you do anything else besides real estate or? Uh, I also am a commercial appraisal trainee. So <laughs> like I'm still a trainee. I have to oh, finish wow. school. Yeah. Um, I kind of have to finish my bachelor's degree. That's okay. like what's holding me back from becoming fully licensed. But okay. yeah, I, I did a couple of uh, appraisals. I did some in the Hamptons. I did 262 ninth, which is the Deer Mar in Park Slope. Okay. Uh, okay. But only as a trainee, and it's it's very cool, very fun, and I definitely want to continue both aspects of the business. Got you, got you. Yeah, I do. I work for the banks. I do um, uh, I do evaluations for them. Um, not quite a full appraisal, but evaluations and stuff. But uh, yes, I could tell you some crazy stories. Like today, um, some of the evaluations I do, I don't have to go in a home, right? Okay. And what people don't realize is when you have a mortgage you think that you're paying the bank but the bank is really the middleman to the actual investor to whom you're paying the mortgage to and sometimes what they do is they could have 25 10 or 15 different homes in the area and it's part of their portfolio so they will hire me to evaluate their portfolio but they won't tell me that i'm evaluating the portfolio so I could be doing these evaluations and I don't know why. So I don't speak to the homeowners when they see me because I don't know what to tell them. And so many times, and this happened now, it hasn't happened since COVID, homeowners see me snapping pictures of their home <laughs> and they start chasing me. The woman's yelling, what are you doing? Why are you taking pictures? And I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. I go to leave. She hopped in her BMW and she started following me. And then at the light, she's knocking on my window. Boom, 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 boom. What you doing? Take a picture. And then I, I drive and then she kept, she followed me for 20 minutes. And then after the 20 minutes, she finally just said, okay, I'll go back. I think she took a picture of me. I, I, I don't know. I'm just like, there's nothing I could tell you. There's nothing, but people get so sensitive. And then I thought maybe, oh, maybe she's not paying a mortgage. Maybe she's embarrassed or something. And I looked up the home because I, I look at, I do the research after, not before. 
and she's not in foreclosure. She's not. So I had to be doing a, a portfolio evaluation and I'm not really to speak or say I, they, they part of the contract when they hire me is to not communicate with the homeowner. So I can't cross lines and say, hey, look, you're in foreclosure and I'm doing this. If I know that, I don't know. I can't. And I can't tell them like, oh, because also um, when you own a home, and I think, Nina, we spoke about this previously, your investor can sell your mortgage to another investor. And you could switch banks. The whole, it, it encompasses everything. And part of that analysis is the work that I do where they pinpoint how much and what's the value for these notes that they hold. And so that's, that's what happened. But it's so interesting. Like, you know, this woman in a white BMW and then she kept getting out the car, knocking on my window she did it twice. I'm like, you don't get the hint. I'm not talking to you lady. Not at all. It happened to me in far Rockaway. This was Canarsie. Um, the worst time though, was somebody got out their house and started throwing chairs at me. No way. Yeah. That, wow. that was a foreclosure. They were, they were, they were not the homeowner, but they were very upset for me taking pictures and they, they threw a chair and, and hit the back of my car, but it didn't cause any dents or anything. But I, I got out of there with my life. I was like, I'd rather chair than some bullets, you know, it wasn't the nicest neighborhood. They guys, think nothing. a realtor's job is easy. No, it's, no, it's not, not at all. And then one time there's a, there's a biker gang somewhere in Bushwick. I don't know what the address, but their clubhouse was one of the locations I had to evaluate. And that they, sounds fun. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I, 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 and the funny thing is they didn't throw anything at me, but they were about to, I don't know why they didn't chase me with it, but I got the, I got out of there, man. That was, that was, that was pretty interesting. Then I had somebody open my car and try to yank me out of the car. No way. Yeah, like, cause um, and that was a foreclosure actually, and I was like, whoa. So yeah, it's a very interesting job when you're analyzing, when you're evaluating people's properties for whatever reason. I even had a guy tell me like, yo, if you come back to my house, and this was an interior evaluation where I had to go in. If you come back here, I'm gonna kill you. So now when I do these things, I record. Really? Because people are crazy. I there's a funny story about a guy telling. We used to, uh, not in our company, uh, but I heard of this one agent that worked at an office. Uh, let's say the guy's name is Bobby, right? Yeah. I might be using his real name. Bobby used to cold call every single night vehemently. This one seller who told him, absolutely, don't call me. I'm going to kill you if you step foot <laughs> on my property. Bobby, like clockwork, was an animal. Called him every single day. Wow. Told him I'm in front of your house. And you know, one day the guy gave him a listing appointment. So never give up. Even if the guy seems like a well, lunatic, you never give up. Well, yeah. You you gotta keep calling, you gotta keep going to them and try to work out a deal. That's different than when somebody losing their home and where they're gonna live. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> with no sure. money. That's uh totally different. But yeah, that situation. Yeah, you you come across so many different type of like there isn't a picture perfect person of a homeowner, right? A homeowner could look like they have no money and own five homes, yeah. right? And then you could see somebody dressed nice to the T and they don't own a damn thing. So you can't size up a person and think you know what they have. You just have to do the research, do your due diligence, and, and make a connection to 
whoever the homeowner is and if they want to buy or they want to sell. Everything is on the internet now. Yes, yeah. everything. It's a, it's a gift and a curse because now you got these buyers. Like, I don't know if you know, like when you do open, when we do open houses or whatever, and these buyers are so smart now. Oh my God, this house has been on this and this and this. And I'm like, and so now they're they're coming to their conclusion. They're like, yeah, we're gonna give you such a low offer because this house was it's been on the market for X Y. I said, yeah, because they're not taking your low officer keep offer. Keep calling, buddy. keep calling every <laughs> single day. Loi, 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 loi until they get sick and tired. And then Miami Beach sounds like a wonderful place. Yeah, yeah. But I then- asked them, are you guys ready for New Jersey, Miami? If I were to give you a magic number, a spicy number, a number that would blow you guys away, where would you and the wife go? Would you guys move to Lakewood? What's the goal for so, you guys? Suppose I got you the most magnificent offer. So so what's more important? The home or the buyer? Um, my my client. My client. No, no, no. I'm not talking me, about your client. I don't mean the first. Place I don't mean is the most important person. Right. So that could be the home or the or or the that that right. would be. But I don't. It, mean, it depends on the situation. Right. I would say the listing the the owner of the house who gave me. That's the what listing, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like they put their trust in me. I'm gonna hook them up, and they're gonna keep doing it is, and doing it and doing it because it's how it goes. Tell everybody the second I give you a full ask offer and I make you happy. Please tell all of your friends. I appreciate that more than the one transaction. Spread the word around. I want to continue making money in this business for the next hundred years. God will. When you're selling a home, you're going to go through a hundred buyers, maybe thousands of buyers, right? But I don't mean in terms of the client per se, like personal, but selling someone home is super important and you're going to go through so many. So to list a home, you're going to attract so much business. But when you represent a buyer, you're going up against thousands of buyers, but there's only one house. And especially like in this market where listings are, you know, we need more listings or there's not enough listings. Having a listing is super important. Super important because, like I said, the house can attract so many buyers. And so you want to be that listing agent. You want to hold on to that property and, and, and be the one selling it, marketing it. And also finding the buyer. I mean, finding the buyer is like the second most important. No, thing. that is. That's the second. And but we I want to take yeah. care of our clients. Like yes. We want to really. Yes. We want to be investment brokers. We want right. to find people amazing, amazing deals. We want them to keep coming back. And I look at it like this, where people need to sell. Like you'll buy a fix and flip. You fix it up. You need to sell. Even if you buy a multifamily to hold or a retail building. What's your strategy? Keep it for 10, 20 years, 30 years. You're going to need to sell regardless. Like real estate is about uh, 1031 exchanging your money. You know, keep growing your portfolio. Go bigger, 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 bigger. And people need to sell. So dealing with a client base where you understand what they want from you. Right. Our job is just to find them the deal. Find them something where they can make money and we get paid in the process. If we make them happy, it's super simple. Trust me, they're willing to take care of us. And they're they're super, super nice. If if we hook them up, they're willing to hook us up. And that's what I've seen. And that's what I want to continue doing and working with smart, cool people I could learn from. And then also there's a difference in working and selling an investor's home and selling a family home, right? Because an investor, they have a clock. 
because nine times out of 10, they used hard money to fund the renovation and to, 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 to create this beautiful home that they allow you to list. So you don't have time. You have to kind of work that deal rather quickly in and out, in and out yeah. because they're not, Oh, you're going to lose their business. Right. And when you're working with that kind of client, nine times out of 10, they got 10 other homes. So the once you really start putting them in contract and getting them out of those deals and they start making money, you start making money, you can get all of their business. We're pretty good at it. I mean, right. Nina we get a lot, in yes. a lot from developers. From developers. She sells them. She sells them amazing deals. So yes. They're so happy with her that they'll literally bring us the most extravagant, beautiful homes. But we're we're delivering. I mean, right. we're we're doing exactly as promised. Like we have 25 open houses on Sunday. I know companies that don't even have 25 listings. We have 25 open houses on right. Sunday. Right. This Sunday. And not so, and not all of them are investors, right? But there's just we have your um traditional homeowners that have families that would sell like it's just in this business, there's a there's different types of listings that you get. They're not all renovations, they're not all family. Um, you also have like homeowners that live out of New York that own um properties here and they they're they're ready to, to sell them. And, and not have to be stressed with tenants or, um, you know, whatever it is. We, we do a lot of different type of business here. And again, before you could do anything, time management is key to success. Because you can't, you, 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 you always have to bring in new business, but you have to nurture your old business. But how are you doing that if you're not managing your time, if you're not working with your team? I, you know, it's to me, I don't know. Like Nina, we're her team, right? It, it, I don't know how you do real estate just where you're everything. It's, it's probably somebody out there that does it. But it's that's when you think that's really like challenging to be like it's tough it's to, tough to, to to be the broker the agent the everything all in one you can you'll make money but no in this company we share a thing god like me and dexter like yeah. dexter's not here at the moment but like me and dexter we do a lot of deals together um we always try to share like sometimes one person is good at bringing in leads another person's good at signing it up it's not about how much money you can make off one deal. Like if you can close 10, 15 properties, 20 properties in one year, and each of those properties are making a decent commission, you're walking away much happier than you would if you close two, three, or even 10 property or five properties by yourself. With spreading out the manpower. Manpower. Whether, whether you have the listings or the buyers, as long as you are living the ABC life, always be closing you're making six figures easy but when you are holding on to one deal and you're stressing over one deal or stressing over one thing is preventing you from making sex with furniture oh okay uh yeah uh it, 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 it's like when you when you multiply and you work with others and you can accomplish so much more and you make so much more money. Um, who is that king of sanity? Sex with furniture at an open house. 
is frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, definitely yeah. frowned upon. Yeah, sure. yeah. We're not we're not pushing that kind of realty. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the humor. The yeah, humor that's that's funny. Yeah, but um, yeah. Also, you don't want to mess with your clients either. You gotta <laughs> be professional. Respect their furniture. Exactly. Respect their house. Respect. Also, like when you have keys to someone's house. And you're working with a team. You have to be very respectful. You have to, also because if they get robbed because you're not you're careless, you're gonna lose money. No, they you lose respect and for yourself, yourself in the future. Yeah. I mean, these people trust you with their yeah. most expensive house thing in the world. Yeah, and you you it's a, it's a very big thing. Like it to to be a realtor, you people place a lot of trust in you, and that's why like we really sweat over doing our job the right way and we want to deliver results that we promise and it's very important i mean unless you are in it for one day two days three days we're in it for but, life like me but, and you but Robert, we're in it for i'm not gonna lie long time from I've new been, york to miami we're in it i've been in some of these houses where the showers and bathrooms are like a spa and yes i would love to go there with my wife and have a great time <laughs> But I'm a professional, and that night of sin can cost me a, 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 a good living, cost the company some money, and it's just not worth it. But when I tell you some of these renovations are just, yeah, I was in this one, the bathroom, it didn't even have no tub. No, It was a straight sauna where it had jets everywhere. I just wanted to ask the homeowner, yo, can I just take a shower for a second? Cause it was so, it was so, it was like I was in a spa. Like it was. Oh, some of these houses, some of these houses very, are very, very nice. nice. Like sure. yeah, so the temptation to do dream some, houses. Yeah, the temptation to want to do some things. I feel you, King of Sanity. We're selling. But, we're selling yeah. a couple of dream houses. Yeah. Um, a couple in Hewlett Harbor. We have one in Bed Stuy, two sixty seven A Lewis Avenue, which is gorgeous. Um. We're selling a lot of dream houses. We have a couple in Midwood. Uh, we have one right off of Ocean Parkway in Lancaster coming on the market on Monday, 28 Lancaster Street. Well, hold on. Before, court, you, court, before you continue, listen, we're going to be right back. We're going to take a short break um, and we'll, we'll, we'll finish these stories. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Chrissy, here to let you know that the Even Rush Network now has an app. Yes, an app, you guys. So you can stay connected on the go and watch all your favorite podcast shows. You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Even Rush Network at gmail.com and inquire about time slots, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Even Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Get to it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was a quick, that was a real quick break. Oh, man. We were just talking about some things we want to do with a shorty and some of these houses we see. Woo. No, he's right. A hundred. Yeah, you King of Santa, you hit it, you hit it on the head, but it's just not worth the price to pay when, you know, and a lot of these homeowners have cameras too. Be up front with the sellers. Yeah. Be up front with them. A lot of these guys, they would let you do it if you ask. If you have a beautiful girl, you send them a picture first. They would happily, happily let you do whatever you want to do. Be you, up front. You know why though, right? 
I had an investor you know tell what, right? me I could take his Ferrari anytime. Just send them a picture of the date. If he approves, take his cars. You, you know why though, right? Yeah. Because most of these people have cameras, so they're watching you. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so they're watching you. They're they getting something out of it. It's like, yeah, all of these expensive, nice homes. Um, you having conversations, they can hear you, they can see you. So they know when you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, so it's not worth it. Don't even, don't even bother. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, you were talking about something about, uh, the listings that we have that we're working on that are so beautiful. Um, what's the, what's the nicest home that you've sold that you like that you would have bought, but you sold? Uh, the one that I have in contract right now in Manhattan Beach, uh, mm. gorgeous, gorgeous house, uh, $3.1 million, 4125 Ocean Avenue. It's, uh, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous house in Manhattan Beach, 100 by 110, uh, lot. And it's on the corner of Ocean Avenue. So prime location, walking distance to Shul, you have plants, trees, you have fig trees on the property. It's it's gorgeous, a swimming pool, uh, but literally 10,000 square feet in yeah. New York, prime location. Like that's a dream home to sell. Um, really just doing my dream properties. I'm yeah. getting to sell as a realtor. It's it's very cool. Like it, I would do this work for free if I right. if I needed right. to. No, but thank right. God I get paid for it. But I would do this stuff for free, like as a volunteer or a trainee or even as a, a student or whatever, as an internship. Right. But we're doing those also. If you want to do something like that, come to our office. Yeah, King of Sandy, man. Hit us up. Let us know. Where, where are you located? Where, where, where is this uh, homeless guy entering your garden, preventing you from selling your home? Hit us up. Let, let us know. Um, you know, I, um, we'll sell the house. Look, if you're having problems, I mean, for whatever reason, I will get you top dollar. Let's sit yeah, down. Let, let me us... put an offer on your table. And at the end of the day, if you're interested, we'll shake hands. We'll do a deal. If not... No commitment, no obligation. We'll still remain friends. You know how it is. Now, what I love about real estate is um, there's a dark side and a light side. And the dark side is when you go into a home and the ceiling is coming down and the house is disheveled and you can't even, you got to wear like construction boots to go in. And then you come back a year later when it's renovated and you see like the kitchens and the rooms and like it's just it's such a beautiful thing to witness the transition from ugly to classy. My house that I like is 190 uh um over over in Woodmere Harbor, 190 Curtis. Yeah, Nina's like yeah. nine million dollar beautiful that home. That home, oh, it's on a cul-de-sac. I always wanted to live in a cul-de-sac. Um, I love, 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 love that home and the water in the back. The yeah. privacy, the land. Yes. Ten thousand square feet. Yeah, it's a it's an amazing, amazing home. So I visit there quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> that's the spa that you were talking yeah, about. That's, ah, okay. Yeah, that's like wow. But um being in real estate, if you love properties, if you love architecture, and um see, I'm I'm a bit older than you, so I remember like what the backsplashes used to be and how they changed to the way they do kitchens now and there was a time where everything was room by room and now everything is open floor plan open concept yeah, yeah open love, concept love. and just i love it too it's just the the way things change and you know and if you go back to the 70s they had like 
they had wallpaper and um wood paneling and you know it's just when you watch real estate over the time it's amazing how like times have changed and how upscale was what what things were considered upscale in the 70s to upscale today but in order to be successful in real estate um how, how do you manage your time um managing time uh we all struggle with managing time yeah. sometimes there's a million things to do but we try to do whatever can get done the fastest first yeah. um whatever you try to knock things at least i'm going to tell you i don't have a set system yet right but i try to knock whatever i could get done right out of the way and then i'll try to sit down by myself over here in the basement and i'll do everything that takes forever and everything that takes a long time, I'll try to do in the nighttime. Yeah. So there is absolutely no distraction, no phone calls. It's just me, like AirPods or something. And um, either putting up a crazy listing or writing up a description or any other, or doing numbers on a 77 unit building or something like that. Yeah. When I'm at nighttime or by myself or I'm sitting down and I have like 25 minutes by myself, I'll try to knock out the hard task. But the quickest things I do, I do fast on my phone first, I guess. All right. So, so, so my thing is like, I have a wife and I have kids. I have kids um, that are into activities. And then also my wife is also into real estate. So we have to be strategic with our time because um, we also don't have like a nanny to watch our kids or whatever. So I take my kids on my open houses. You know, I have them out passing flyers and, you know, <laughs> working to bring, you know, potential buyers That's to come. That's the part about having right. kids. So, I would put them on the phone. Exactly. You know, I'm trying to get them to do that too. That so. is trying to buy a property. Would yes. You sell? That yes. would be amazing. Exactly. Exactly. Because you have to set time to do specific. You have to be very, in my opinion, you have to be very specific with your time. Um, and so let's say, um, from three o'clock to five o'clock or maybe six o'clock, that's your time to call, um, your, the people that let's say if you have some listings or you have buyers looking, check in, Hey, how, how what's going on with you? How's things? Because the easiest way to lose business is to lose contact. And just because that they're working with you, it's real easy to focus on getting new business and losing sight of your of the business you have in hand. So we have to check in with homeowners. Hey, how you doing? How's everything going? How's the family? How's like we have to check in with our buyers, with our sellers. So you can and it doesn't have to be every day, but at least, in my opinion, once a week to make those calls every day from, let's say, five to eight or even whatever amount of time you can make or create to call new business, you're doing that every day. Five to 9 p.m. is the best time to cold call. Like literally this time right. right now, we would be pounding away the phones. We literally do. We're just we're doing a podcast right. right now. But me and you would be sitting upstairs, upstairs pounding getting, away get, get people, it, getting it going. Calling 100% prospecting and bringing in new business. Like right. 25 open houses, what's 30? You know, we could do 30 also. Right. But you also don't do that every day because you don't want to burn out. Right. right. You know, because really every every single day, me and Ray, you know, right. Ray, 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 every, every, yep, Ray, is a, Ray is a beast. He's a robot. 
robot and he's really successful so but you don't you can but you don't like the easiest way to get burnt out is to overdo anything so when i say time management you know and this is what i was talking to victor i was saying to him i was like hey what do you do for fun like what do you do to step away from real estate because real estate is 24 hours it's seven days a week you could work every day and really accomplish your goals because there is no real Sunday or Saturday or or day off because you could always generate business on a Sunday, on a Sunday night. You could be at a function and walk away with 10 leads, right? Like you could meet yeah. someone and, and schedule a whole bunch of meetings from going word. to function. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm, we're always ready. For we're it. always ready. Like you, you, you got your business cards or you text your business cards or every, every conversation can revolve around real estate because guess what every person in this world needs a place to live right so whether you're talking about buying selling or where are you living right uh if someone's graduating high school they're looking to get out of their parents house rental right or if they have money they're buying right or if you're married and you're not having a good marriage and then guess what you're probably selling the house and buying a new one or getting an apartment or whatever it is getting this, divorced and yeah. splitting up the assets right. that's why right we were i was told by people i trust and respect prenup 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 but if anybody was not told prenup you're being told by me i was told by my elders prenup 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 right is and that it, is that no good? No, no. I mean, it's prenup, just, prenup, prenup. Like you got to protect yourself at all times. Also, we hustle too hard not to have a prenup. Right, and then also when people unless pass, you really love her. When, unless you really love her, you would give her half. <laughs> I, I don't know. It depends. It depends. It depends. If I really fall in love, I don't mind giving half. You know. I I don't know. I just I just um thank God I love my wife, but marriage is a journey, and every journey is different, right? And then you have when life is over, and you have an estate and it needs to be settled and sometimes the kids take over and they don't need to sell the property but then sometimes they sell the property and divvy the assets and so we play a part in that too and simple conversations no matter where you are you, you can get into any of these type of conversations unfortunately some situations can work for you and some situations can work against you. Like if you're listing a home for a happy couple that you assume is happy, and then they get a divorce, and they don't want to list the home because he's keeping that home, and she's moving to that home, and you're getting a thank you card. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it, 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 the cookie crumbles in many different ways. So, but that's why also part of time management you can't get consumed on one deal, no matter how big it is or how small it is. And it's real easy to get caught up in the money because you, you it, we were selling a hotel. I had a buyer. You go and you just, it didn't work out. So I, and trust me, I didn't spend all my time on dude. But if I did, it would hurt even more. You always have to keep moving forward no matter what deals you're working on and just always be at the next one but time management like i said you still have to um nurture the ones you have already you have to keep your pipeline full for sure no it's 100 yeah. true keep yeah. your pipeline full um 
look, not every deal happens in this game. Um, because deals have to make sense. You know, sometimes right. sellers are not realistic. Like you can't right. come up with your own market price. You have to go based off market value. For selling a commercial building, what is the building renting out for? You have to have a realistic deal. Like your clients need to make money. And at some point as a realtor, it's not so much about selling deals as about making your clients happy with good deals. Like at right. this point, I try not to send out nonsense. I try not to waste my clients time. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously we want to sell everything in the world, but we know if we send our clients the right deal, then we will sell it because it's based off what they want. Right. We're, we're getting better and better doing that. And, so not, and, not, and not only that, good. what's the difference between us selling their home and them trying to sell their home on their own? Oh, because they absolutely don't know what they're doing. I mean, we have a photographer, right? Uh, that's the first thing. It's the easiest thing. Photographer. We do drone shots, 3D tour, virtual staging. Sometimes you need actual staging. If we're selling a $9 million house and you're paying us a good commission, we're not cheap. We're going to professionally stage your house before we make a dollar because we're investing our money. In our time. And our time. Yeah, our time is worth more than the little money we put in. But that's an example. The photography, doing the open houses, having agents present, one to sign people in, the next one to take one client around, two clients around, taking a couple around the house, uh, being there for private showing. Sometimes not every person is willing to come 12 to 2. If you have a bigger client, they're sending you their proof of funds. I will 100% do a private showing. I don't care how late it is. And you've also done private right. showings at right. late times. Uh, we're willing to work. So, And not only that, we are members of the um, um, board of realtors. So we have a access to millions of like agents and other people. When you're selling a home by yourself, you don't have access to any networks that we have. And then another thing, too, is what's the hardest part of the job is we have to screen and make sure that when you get an offer, it's a real offer, not fraudulent, not somebody, because somebody can tie you up in a contract that they could never execute, right? There's so much that goes into a deal that the average homeowner is not aware of. So when you're selling your home, the due diligence that it takes to make sure the process goes according to plan. And another thing, too, sometimes the first offer could be the best offer. Absolutely. But Absolutely. nine times out of ten, it's not. Right. So you, you have to be very patient and we have to constantly, like you said, like nurture our sellers to be patient because they're going to get what they want and then some. But if you're getting the first thing smoking in, that means you have something great to sell. Be patient and you'll get probably double or, or, or more of what you asked for. Not double, but more depending on the market. But if the market's hot like that, where, oh, instant, instant? sometimes it's instant. Yeah. People know what they want, especially yep. if you have a development site and you priced it well. Like I did nine Menahan back in yeah. September. It was the right deal, 25 by 100 lot. The guy is putting up nine units. He knew exactly what he wanted. Sometimes you price right. Your first offer is your best offer. Yeah. It's full ask. You're closing all cash and you move on to the next. And you understand your client wants 
this type of property and you look for this type of property for them. Right. Now, now, King of Sandy, I'm going to let you know something. I, I remember going to an open house and the house was terrible, but it had two women in high heels and dressed a certain way. And my wife was watching me because she was like, what? What did we walk into? The women were just looking like they were trying to sell something more than a house. And let me tell you, if you have a great house, it don't matter if it's women in it or not in it, it's going to sell. All that other stuff doesn't really, when you're getting people to invest in where they want to live, it doesn't matter how sexy women are, if they're in the home or whatever, that's, that's, that doesn't really work. You know, it doesn't matter if the agent is smoking hot, that doesn't really work because where you're going to rest your head or where these people are going to buy, they're going to invest in the home and the home has to be hot like that woman or that person, right? Like it doesn't, you know, you could wear a million dollar suit. It's not going to change the architecture or the house or the home and the vision for these homeowners that are going to buy a home. They're not going to, you know, maybe it'll work with a car, <laughs> but a home is such a huge purchase that um, sex doesn't necessarily dictate how you're going to move that property or, or list it. What do you say? Uh, yeah, I, this, I, I, I don't, I'm reading some of the comments. This yeah, he's off the I, chain. Think, I think it's completely nonsensical. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think the guy's yeah. whatever, whatever, uh, going past that. But I, I think, yeah, I think what sells a house is the numbers. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, being friendly, nice helps. I don't think it has anything to do with sex or how you look, but I think just being friendly, nice and having your facts. Yes. You need to know what taxes are. You need to know how many bedrooms are in the house, how many bathrooms. If you're yes. selling a commercial property, how many units are in the property, what the DHCR is, if it's rent stabilized, having your facts on hand and making the process easy. Not necessarily how you look, the dress you put on, or if you're wearing a nice suit or a Rolex Submariner or a GMT, nobody cares about the little differences or the little money that you show they care about the facts and mm -hmm. if this deal is something that they will make money on if their investment is going to appreciate not depreciate yes. nobody wants to buy garbage even if you're selling them garbage out of a lamborghini and a yep. nice dress and, and that's another We're selling thing. our clients good deals and that's another thing with time management don't waste your time if you smell bull move on 100%. period Period. Period. Yeah. It's people will waste other agents, other everything. And everything I just on Google. Right. Right. Um, believe me, agents will take you for a ride too with something they can't deliver on if you're trying to work with somebody else and they're not in your company and they just selling you. Don't waste your time. You know, uh, people will give you the runaround. And that's another thing that home ownership, when you're trying to sell your own home, we protect you from getting the runaround with the bull. That's our job. We know what we're doing. Right. If we smell something fishy. Right. I will be the first one to tell you. Yeah. Um, we like the long-term business. Maybe, yes. Yes. At the very least. Right. And, and integrity is very smart. I mean, that's very smart. Very important to me. Um, so if I can't deliver on something because of my integrity, it's not worth my time. You know, and that's part of the time management, knowing what you're worth and not settling for any garbage that's just like, you know, if you're if you're if you're Falling for the dream of something and the reality, you know, it's not like you said, the numbers, you have to pound the numbers, you have to know the numbers, you have to know um, 
all the information, all the data. So when someone comes to you with an offer or a deal, you already, you already, you don't even present it to you. You can't because it's not worth, it's not worth your time. It's not worth your time. If somebody's selling a home for a million dollars and then coming to you for 500,000, whatever, that's not a real offer. That's not, they're not even close to asking it. They're wasting your time. That's not a serious buyer. You know, so you have to be aware of these things instead of wasting your time with bogus, um, you know, bogus offers and, you know, and people say all these things and, and you have to, like, somebody will send you a fake statement. You have to make sure all that, yeah, all you know, time. like all, that's why I said before you present something to your, cause you could present them a low offer if it's genuine. Right. So you have to do the due diligence to, to know or otherwise that homeowner is going to fire you. But 100%, you have to verify proof yeah. of funds. You have to make sure the pre-approval is up to date. Like, this is our job as an agent is to bring a deal that can close. Not only for us. I mean, we work on commission. Right. Obviously, we want to sell a deal that closes, but also for the homeowner. Sometimes they, most of the time, they make plans. They buy something else. Like, we yes. have their life in our hands. So yes. I'm very cautious. I always try to think if it was my own family I was selling a house for. Um, I try to be very, very careful and cautious as if these people are literally my blood and I wouldn't want them to make the wrong step, especially if they go out and place an offer on a house somewhere in New Jersey and right. you sent them a garbage offer that the guy's looking to flip to an investor. It's We want to bring straight deals that will close, that people will be happy on. And we want to do like kosher business, like clean, good business. And not only that, like I said, you never know what deal is going to bring you 10 other, de 10 other deals. So it doesn't matter if it's a, a, a big deal or a small deal. Every deal is important. It's all business. It's all above, you know, you want to be above board. And whatever the commission is, the whole goal <laughs> is to keep getting more commissions. Yeah. You know, not to maximize one commission to pay your, all your student loans off in one shot or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Once you get caught up on that, you get kind of greedy and you start maybe taking shortcuts or doing dumb boneheaded things because you become desperate. Yeah. So uh, anything else on time management? Uh, can we plug our new commercial properties that we have ahead, for sale? Yeah, let them know. Let the people know. Uh, we have a 44-unit building in the Bronx for sale, $340,000 a unit. We just did a full rental building for the developer. We rented yeah. one out. The one is for sale, 44 units, $15 million. We have a rent-stabilized 27-unit building for $116,000 a unit. Uh, that building is going for a 6.57 cap rate. And we have a lot of like very, very nice deals. A six family in Canarsie for 925. A lot of good deals. A lot of good deals right now on the table. Things that people could make money on. So if you guys are interested, like please call Chris. Please call me. Please call Nina. Yeah. Uh, let's, make, let's make you money. The second you guys review these deals, you're going to see what our company is about. Like we're pretty, pretty good. That's why people come to us. I mean, our doors are always full. Right. And also um, you can find us, uh, uh, Chris and Nina Real Estate Podcast on IG. Also, um, my number, you can reach me at 516-506-3284. Where can it reach you, Robert? 347-908-7623 uh, or on Instagram, Robert is Robert underscore is underscore Baus. 
B O U S. Also, we could both be reached at um, 855 305 deal. So, um, if you want to be on the show, if you're an agent, um, if you're an investor and you want to come on and speak about your experience, yes, please also hit us at Chris and Nina um, Real Estate Podcast on IG as well. Um, yeah, I think we about covered everything, right? Is there anything else you want to say to the people? I want to tell the people, thank you for watching. Uh, we are very, very grateful and we are open to meeting you guys and kind of like striking a relationship. Like I'm all about striking relationships with people. Let's see how we can help each other out. Like maybe I have a buyer for you on your deals. Like I work with a ton of private equity guys. Uh, LA to Cali guys, guys who do like very big deals. I work with big guys in New York. I have a wealth managing director of JP Morgan on speed dial. I mean, like a lot of people. So maybe you guys have a seller that I need to help you guys with. Maybe you have a buyer that I can bring to you or whatever it is. Let's take this from just internet to let's sit down, have a cup of coffee, take a shot uh, and really have a meeting and vibe and talk and Let's move forward and make each other money. Yes, let's do that. All right. So with that, thank you for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week. Good night.